them both a quilling look, the lines around her pursed lips whitening with rage. I don't give a fig what sound the Countess may or may not have been emitting this morning. She pushed herself off the small drawing-room's velvet chaise and pointed toward Henrietta. The only actions that have me incensed are the ones you displayed this afternoon. In front of your father's successor! As if Henrietta needed to be reminded of the horrific incident. Her stomach still roiled with embarrassment, her cheeks still burned from the flush of humiliation, and her mind would not cease replaying the look of casual indifference the Earl had cast her way. Plumburn had been lost to her forever, by a sneeze. She lifted the white linen the Earl had so generously offered to her nose. A subtle blend of peppermint, sage, and leather wafted from the square. Such an unusual combination suggested a man familiar with herbs, or at least of one requiring their effects. The Earl was definitely afflicted with an injury, but sage was more commonly used for digestive ailments, unless he suffered from an excitement of the nerves, in which case— Henrietta, her mother asked, are you listening to me at all? Henrietta lifted her gaze to her mother's agitated glare. What do you wish for me to say, mother? I did not intend to sneeze. No, nor do I suppose you meant for the vase to topple its contents all over your gown. But it did. At least the earl knows her name. One cannot deny she made a lasting impression. Sarah set the book she had been reading atop her chest and spread her hands over the worn cover. Yes, she did that, but of what sort? their mother asked. She appeared. Appeared? French, Albina offered. Immodest. Their mother snatched a fan off the nearest side table and waved it in front of her face. Indecent, tawdry, and entirely inappropriate for an earl's daughter. Sarah adjusted herself, settling deeper into the plump cushions of the chair. You wanted at least one of us to gain the Earl's attention, and one of us did. Yes, but not in such a... Were you aware of his injury? Henrietta asked, interrupting what was certain to be an escalating squabble. I did not know he was maimed. Albina's pencil stilled, the form of yet another horse taking shape on her page. Nor I, but I found his eye patch quite dashing. It lends him a certain roguish appeal, don't you think? What I think, Sarah said, is that his patch protects his eye from further damage. It matters not whether it makes the man appealing. Either way, it gives a measure of validity to the gossip going round about him, Albina countered. Why, only this morning Lady Georgiana could not stop talking about the suspected way in which he took his mistress's life. And how is that? Sarah asked. Henrietta turned away, not wanting to hear the answer. She had heard the rumours. Everyone had. They were the latest en dit. The only topic of conversation the other guests wished to discuss, and the ones she wished least to hear— The Earl's innocence had been proven, 
Not that the ton placed any weight by the verdict, for despite a long-awaited witness coming forth to support the Earl's claims, those in charge of the trial were easily swayed, often paid to look in the opposite direction, thus leaving many in the ton with doubts as to the Earl's credibility. A credibility further strained by common knowledge dictating that charges, even of the murdering sort, were rarely brought against a peer when the victim, like the Earl's mistress, was of a lower class. Albina answered loud enough for the entire room to hear. Poison, of course. Absolute nonsense. I should box your ears for even listening to the rubbish spouted by Lady Georgiana. Their mother snapped her fan shut. The Earl, lest you need to be reminded, is your father's heir. Her words reflect poorly on our name as well. He may be a de Vere, but he is the Earl of Amherst. Yes, but he is also the Black Earl, Sarah added. His reputation precedes him.